What's new at Cold Wax Academy? Rebecca and Jerry will be launching their spring quarter on April 12th. Upcoming sessions include identifying compositional issues in your work, technical information from Gamblin representative Mary Tevlin, a painting clinic for works in progress, and much more. As always, members can join in on live sessions with questions and comments and can benefit anytime by interacting with other members on our members-only Facebook page. With 100 recorded sessions in the member library, there is always something to learn or review. With topics ranging from technical advice to visual language to guest speakers and critiques of member work. To learn more about membership and to purchase Cold Wax tools and Rebecca and Jerry's book, Cold Wax Medium, Techniques, Concepts, and Conversations, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. That's all for now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Bessie Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about making progress. It seems to be a given that as artists, we want to see growth and progress in our work. And many episodes of this podcast have focused on taking on the challenges and mindset that feed progress in the studio. But what does it really mean to make artistic progress? Is there any way to measure or quantify progress as an artist? And how is a sense of progress linked to our basic satisfaction as creative people? With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Okay, big topic here. Um, I got this idea because I was listening to an interview that we did at Cold Wax Academy about two years ago with um, the author, Eric Mazel. He's been on more recently, but the first time he came on, um, he was uh, he was talking about... Uh, he mentioned some things about progress, but he is uh, he writes a lot about creativity and issues for artists. And so he's got um, a lot of insight into it. And he had mentioned in that interview that um, progress is a cultural value. And he mentioned especially an American cultural value uh, deeply ingrained in our upbringing from childhood on. Now, I'm not sure if he's correct that it's more specific to this country or others uh, in modern culture, but it's it's definitely something that, uh, from a very small young age, we're we're sort of um, led into doing. And you know, you think about I mean everything in school, grades in school, school performance, um, kids that are involved in sports, um, competitive sports. Um, you know, attaining new levels, winning, um, getting into colleges that we want to get into or getting jobs that we want. And so there's all these benchmarks of success and progress that are set by the culture in which we live that are small progress, large progress. And it becomes almost second nature to ask yourself, what am I achieving? Where's my progress? What's happening? Um, But, you know, and, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's more of an observation, I suppose. But the downside is that um, we do become, we do expect progress and sometimes need a pretty constant sense of progress uh, that we can point to, that we can give some amount of measurement to. 
in order to feel good about ourselves. Like we're not good enough just to be leading good lives or something like that. Like there's this progress and this striving um, towards success that is pretty built in. Um, But then we come to art (laughs) and that is a field in which progress um, is hard to measure. So if you think of progress in terms of successes and achievements, even if you have done things that you can point to and you have accolades or you have awards or you've been got, gotten into galleries, made big sales, all those things, it doesn't really necessarily translate into meaning that you've progressed in your work and in doing the best work that you're capable of. It means that you have succeeded in being noticed, you have succeeded in business or some other aspect. Um, but progress to me is a little bit different thing. Um, it is more of an inner uh, measurement. And so it's kind of a push-pull. We, we're programmed to want the progress, to to say these are the signs of my progress, and yet it's it's pretty hard to, to have any real standards about that. Um, so I guess what I what I want to say at the beginning is to distinguish progress in your work from um, outside validation, outside measurements that might be applied to saying this artist, this artist has succeeded as opposed to this artist is progressing in their work. Now they can certainly go together and they very often do, but it's sort of a different way of looking at it, I suppose. Um, to me, more of an inner process um, about your own feelings of progress, achievement in your work and satisfaction in your work. I think that's closely tied with feelings of progress um, relating to your own inner standards, your own inner sense of what's happening here. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a if it's a uniquely American phenomenon, cultural phenomenon, um, and it very well may be or it may not be. Uh, but there's definitely a sense where if if you're not moving forward, then you're moving backward. <laughs> like that's there's, yeah. It, it, there's a, a feeling that um, standing still is not really an option. Like stagnation is it seems like such a negative quality in the uh, mm-hmm. at least in the American mindset. Like I say, I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I I can't refute the idea that that's a completely, you know, American cultural phenomenon. Um, but uh, it, right. it does we, seem we something... don't have the perspective on that because we right. live here. But it, but, it yeah. does seem like a just a, a human nature thing to me that that need for increase. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you're involved in something, you know, if you're making art, you are progressing just because you're doing it. And so in a way it's it's almost it's it's a byproduct of being involved in anything that you're bound to get better you're bound to make progress um to be truly stagnant would to me mean you weren't making any art so <laughs> assuming if you are making art there is progress how much emphasis do you put on that how does it make you feel are you satisfied or dissatisfied with what's happening um that's that's I think where the individual evaluation of it comes in, and maybe for I, I mean it's certainly worth mentioning that for people, certain people, many people, I don't know, 
um, it's okay to just create art and not and assume there is progress, but not focus on it. You know, just say it's happening because I create the art and taking the emphasis off of, you know, really noticeable progress or um, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> um, so let's say that you, you know, let's talk a little bit about that sense of of how you look at progress as an individual. How do you feel about it? Because everybody has, I think, a, an individual need for that, whether whether it's they don't have much need or they have a lot of need, that's uh, that's pretty personal. Kind of maybe related to what kind of person we are. Like, are you a person that generally strives forward and, you know, get satisfaction from saying, hey, look at, look at how much my work has progressed in the last six months because I really focused on it? Or are you the person that says, moving along, you know, gradually, incrementally, step by step, it's it's going somewhere, um, maybe more in the moment, you're, you're not concerned with looking backwards or looking forward so much. And I was thinking about that, even the term making progress um, implies really like striving, you know, making something happen, moving on something. Uh, whereas, yes, progress also just is inevitable if you're actually participating in something. So, um, but of course, it can be speeded up if you focus on it and if it's important to you. So, um, that idea of evaluating your progress to me has a lot to do in terms of what does that mean for your creative work. To me, it means how satisfied are you with how you're doing. You know, it's that basic feeling of accomplishment within yourself and how how you measure that. So um, a couple ways to think about that, I suppose. Um, it may be that what you notice as far as progress in your work are, are small things. And they're, they're incremental, and that's fine, because that really is the best progress, the most integrated progress to me is... Uh, on a, a little bit of a slow track. Um, so how, how pleased, how satisfied are you with your own work? Um, and here, definitely the work itself, not the art career or whatever's happening outside, but that that you you in the studio looking at your work, how how do you feel about that? Recognizing the small steps you've made that, that feel like progress, um, noticing what makes you feel good. A lot of times we... <laughs> We focus on frustrations, honestly, and problems and issues and all those things. And we talk about that a lot in the podcast, actually. But what about the small things that you feel good about that, um, hey, this composition is working, this color is working. Um, but your expectations also, do you expect progress to be dramatic um, or quick? <laughs> and I think either of those expectations does lead to frustration. And that's something often seen in teaching situations, um, the frustration level of people who who really want to come to, uh, you know, four, five, six days of workshop and see real progress. And it does happen, um, but not always. And, and when it does happen quickly, it's not really consolidated. I mean, I don't feel like, um, it, I feel like it will take a while to really become integrated and for whatever ideas contributed to that progress to really take hold and play out and, and be explored. It doesn't, 
I just don't feel that true progress happens very quickly. There can be breakthroughs, but it's that um, integration of ideas and and uh, incorporating things over time, trying them different ways, and so on. Um, an expectation that progress would be linear, I think, is also plays into this. You think, okay, I learned something. Now it's going to be that way from now on. You know. Right, or what's the next step after this thing that I learned? Yeah, oftentimes what happens in creative process is it's it's more cyclical. You 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 know you go back and forth. Um, You may have certain habits or ways of doing things that you'd like to break away from, but they keep creeping in. You know, even if you see a breakthrough, even if you see a step forward. Um, So if you actually you, you might look at your work over time and see linear progress, like in the big picture. Um, and that's very satisfying to say, I used to not be able to create interesting compositions, and now two years later, um, they're much more interesting, and it happened over time. But, but to hit on that first good composition and then think, okay, well, past that hurdle, you know, <laughs> it just usually doesn't work that way. Usually there's a lot of, of back and forth to, to move forward to consolidate what you've learned. Um, well, it's, it's interesting how oftentimes we are, we are called to, to places that are within our work that, that are completely unrelated to something that we were working on before mm-hmm. and, and seem mm-hmm. like a complete departure. And then you look back, you know, a decade later and you say, well, if I hadn't done that, then I never mm. would have developed in this way that I needed for this other thing. And, yeah. and it can seem like things are really unrelated and all over the place. And somehow it all comes together. In the big picture. Yeah. And so in the moment when those odd things occur, um, yeah, that it. We've talked about that, too, like how far to follow ideas that seem very off track uh, when you're trying to focus on something else. (laughs) So um, one of those many, many balancing acts and quandaries that we come into as artists uh, to, to explore and yet to consolidate, it's such an ongoing process. And um, yeah, looking back, sometimes you see turning points. I can think of one in my own work when I used to always, um, almost always, when I was working on a larger piece, it would be several panels that were bolted together in a sort of a collage way. And that was my answer to composition. I mean, it was, was, was working for me, the panels themselves being kind of color field, uh, textural panels, and then putting them together. And then the, the big change was starting to compose on one panel, which seems kind of like, yes, I should be able to do that. But until that point, I wasn't really ready. And But there was a point where I, I stopped bolting them all together and started working on one panel. And that was a breakthrough. Um, those early compositions on one panel were very simple. They weren't all that interesting. Um, and they were basically the geometric divisions that had been created by the panels. But you know, looking back, I say that was a big step. That was very important to do that. It was definitely progress. Um, and I don't remember how much I recognized it as such at the time, but I see it now for sure. Uh, let's take a, a quick break to talk about what deals are available right now from Blick. 
Sennelier Artists Extra Fine Oil Paints and Sets are 35-57% to 57% off list. Today, the descendants of Gustave Sennelier still create their extraordinary, luscious colors from the finest hand-ground pigments combined with pure, first-press, non-yellowing safflower oils. They produce an outstanding collection of oils, distinguished by a satin finish and buttery feel. The paints still entrance artists, just as they did when pioneers such as Paul Cezanne and Camille Pissario first used them. Many colors are exclusive to Sennelier, including Chinese orange, Sennelier transparent brown, a range of semi-opaque Mars colors, transparent alizarins, and the unusual cinnabar and cobalt greens. Their titanium white is considered to be the most opaque titanium white ever made. Every one of these colors is remarkably rich, vivid, and responsive, as only a Sennelier oil can be. To take advantage of that offer, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, B-L-I-C-K. That takes you straight through to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, Blick donates a very generous 10% to the Messy Studio Podcast, which really helps us to pay bills around here. This content is free for you to consume, but it is not free for us to produce. So please remember to use our affiliate link when you purchase those oils, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. That's all for now. Let's get back into the show. Okay, and let me just say that that anybody that um, I've ever taught in a workshop knows that Sennelier Chinese Orange is one of my very favorite paints. <laughs> I consider it somewhat magic, so... <laughs> Anyway, yes, and I, I use a number of the Sennelier colors, and I like them very much. So back to talking about um, progress, and um, I wanted to mention something else from, from Eric Mazel because he talks about his philosophy of not worrying too much about achievements and just do the next right thing step by step. So that what is the next right thing to do in your work? Um, it takes the focus off the end result of your work um, and any unrealistic um, expectations for having this constant noticeable progress that we sometimes do expect from ourselves. Just saying, be in the moment, do the next right thing. Um, and I think it also involves, I think he mentions this too, but love what you do enough so that even if you don't have anything specific to point to as progress, in a time period, in a day, in a week, in a month, it doesn't matter because you have loved what you were doing. You know, you were there. You did it. Um, and and people, you know, we all have days when we feel kind of down or you feel like you've wasted your time or your materials because you didn't see that progress. So um, the more that you can you can love just doing it, it helps. And um, even if you get to the point where you utterly destroy a painting because you're trying to make it better, which I know I've talked about and we all, all painters and probably people in many other media experience this, uh, you know, pushing on something to make it better and then completely destroying it and having to start over. Um, even in that moment, you can say, I, I tell myself, there's a reason I wanted that change. And that is a sense of progress because I could see that it wasn't quite finished or I wanted to make some change. 
Yeah, I, and I think that that is such a, a powerful point because uh, oftentimes we we beat ourselves up over failures, and and maybe it's not just the failure of that one painting. Maybe it's I, I went in this whole direction with my art, and it just never worked. You know, mm-hmm. and and I I think that it's important to be thankful for our failures, for the things that we try that don't work, because mm-hmm. they they direct us in a in a different path forward. And and if, if you don't have those those nudges in different directions, it's it's never a wasted a waste of your time to explore in a in a direction to take risks, and those those failures yeah. are useful. They're not. Um, they're they're not wasted. Yeah, to to recognize um, destruction or failure of something as progress, <laughs> that's hard, you know. And I I think that's great when um when that does work for people. Um, another author that I wanted to mention um is is Karen Kinney, and she wrote a interesting book called Doorways to Transformation. Um, Everyday Wisdom for the Creative Soul, and it's a book of short chapters about. Um, different ad- different aspects of creativity. And uh, one was about giving yourself recognition. And she said, in the midst of our learning, there is tremendous value in pausing to appreciate um, how far we've come. And, and that's another aspect of this, looking at your own um, progress and how satisfied you feel with it, how aware you are of it, what does it do to feed um, your creative energy and she advises just, you know, acknowledging, recognize your own growth. Oftentimes we don't do that because we are looking ahead uh, to the next goal or project or hurdle. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing to have plans and goals and, and all that. But in the day-to-day, in the moment-to-moment, um, keeping a mindset that doesn't drain you, that you don't feel like you constantly have to be taking noticeable steps towards those goals, and I think what she's saying is, um, you know, pause often enough to say, look what I have done so far. Look at the steps I have made. Um, and, and, you know, give yourself some credit. <laughs> um, and focusing on this incremental aspect, understanding this incremental aspect of progress, that it does take patience and it, it does take time. So I wanted to say a couple things before we run out of time here about what if you're not feeling happy about your progress? What if you feel stuck and you feel like I'm going nowhere? We've mentioned a couple things. Um, the the idea of recognizing that it takes time, of of looking at what you have done, of of um, understanding that if you're putting in the time, you are making progress. There's also the aspect of if you choose to narrow your focus in what you're doing, and when you do that. It's, it's easier to see progress. So, for example, if let's just say you're a painter and you want to improve your use of color, you feel like it's too scattered or it's not really saying what you want. If you're to focus on color for a while, it's easier to see improvement when, when you have that narrow focus and you're, and you're going deeper. When you're very scattered and you're always trying different things and new things, it tends to just obscure your um, understanding of your progress. It's not that it isn't happening, but it's harder to see it when it's when it's kind of all over the place. Um, another idea, and I suppose it goes along with what what I 
mentioned from the author Karen Kinney is um, take time to look at some of your older work compared to what you do now. And we, as artists, I know I do this, tend to dismiss older work. Um, ah, it's not as good as what I'm doing now, you know. And yet, it's um, it's good to see to look at it and say what has what specifically has changed, what specifically has grown in your work. Um, in my own example, I can see that the actual surfaces, um, color, texture, intricacy of surface, have really changed from when I first started using cold wax medium 20 years ago. It, my initial paintings had a certain flatness to them. I didn't understand what could be done with layering and digging in and scratching and textures and all those things. And now the difference between that older work and what I'm doing now is, is pretty noticeable. And it's not that I saw that all the time as I went. It's that it's that big picture view. It's that looking back over time and seeing how that's changed. Um, at the same time, if you're looking at older work and you see there's um, something here that continues to hold me back. Um, I want to progress in my use of, let's say, mark making. I feel like my marks are not interesting. And I see this in my work over you know, 10 years. It just hasn't gone anywhere. I think that's where you where that focus would help. So looking at older work in terms of identifying a problem over time that you feel is holding back your progress and then saying I'm going to I'm going to study that for a while. I'm going to work on that one thing. And then what a breakthrough you could have, you know, to to understand um through practice how to how to make your let's say mark making work better for you. And I mentioned that one because it's something that does hold a lot of people back and it does take practice to create interesting marks. So um, this is a big picture idea, this whole idea of progress. It, it includes times when it's simply slow. It may not be a total block, but it may be, or it may be just plodding along, not much is happening, you're, but you're in the studio and you're working. Um, creative progress can include destruction as we mentioned um and 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 sometimes actually physically getting rid of things that you're really unhappy about it can be uh, emotional progress to trash some things <laughs> uh to get them out of your life and so you don't feel like they're in any way holding you back and that progress can also be, as I mentioned earlier, very cyclical. You can come back to earlier ideas, and that does not mean going backward because you've been doing all this work in the meantime, so there's still there's progress in recycling older ideas as well. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah, I think just emphasizing what does progress mean to you? I mean, progress in art is basically a private matter, it's what you feel inside when you're looking at your work, when you're evaluating your work. It's not what's happening outside. <laughs> That's a different measurement, and it's not unimportant at all. But the feeling of progress to you, um, think about how important is it to you to feel the progress. And if it is, then to put some focus on how to identify it in your own work 
I think that we all have these different attitudes and, and standards that, and inner standards that tell us when the progress is happening, how it feels, you know. And if it's important to you, notice if you do feel stagnant and you're not happy about it. And that's, that's a two-part thing because that is individual. Um, if you're feeling stagnant, I'd say, you know, take Karen Kinney's advice, give yourself some credit for how far you've come already, and then think about focusing and isolating things that you can look at as progress when you when you work to develop them. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.